Chapter 43 After the End Pickett dashed into the fray, side by side with Jupiter Smalls, slicing at the retreating wolves. They pursued for a few minutes, then Smalls stopped. Pickett stayed with Smalls, grateful for a chance to rest. When had he last rested? Lord Rake came up beside them and bowed quickly to Smalls. Prince Jupiter, he said, handing him the horn, I suggest, Lord, that we call off the pursuit. Prince Jupiter nodded, then sounded the horn clear and long. At once, soldiers came trickling back through the woods, and everyone worked their way back to Jupiter's crossing. You're right, Lord Rake, Prince Jupiter said once they had gained the clearing. We all need rest, and we're too few if they are reinforced and turn on us. But what if they share our location? What about the security of Cloud Mountain? Pickett asked. It's likely they've already sent word as far as Morbin, Uncle Wilfred said, breathing hard as he jogged up. There's little we can do about that now. Uncle Garton was here, Pickett said. Then it's certain, Uncle Wilfred said with a scowl. Morbin knows. We'll have preparations to make, my lord, Lord Rick said. Up the mountain and elsewhere. The world has changed today, Prince Jupiter Small said, looking at Pickett. More and more had gathered now and were circling around them, chattering and slapping backs. Torches were lit and Jupiter's crossing was illuminated. Uncle Wilfred, seeming to remember himself, raised his hands. The rabbits, breathing hard and smiling, grew quiet. My friends, he called, your prince, Jupiter Smalls. He dropped to one knee and bowed his head. Pickett followed his uncle quickly, bending the knee and bowing his head. Everyone else did the same. Pickett looked up to see the prince with his arm extended toward him, motioning him over. Stand with me, Pickett, he said, if you will. I will do nothing else, Pickett said, rising and crossing to small side, for as long as I live. Loyal rabbits, all, please rise, Prince Jupiter said. They stood. We have pressing matters still, so I'll say little for now, but I call you to remember, by your honor, and to faithfully repeat, that on this day, in the place of my family's greatest loss, the name Longtreader meant salvation. He pulled Uncle Wilfred to one side and wrapped his arm around his shoulder. And for many years, I have been protected by the name Longtreader. Pickett beamed, tears standing out in his eyes. Heather found him and they stood together beside the prince and their uncle. Thank you for all your valiant work. We will need more in the years to come. The war is only starting now, but this, the first battle in our war for liberty, is won. Cheers and shouts filled the air above Jupiter's crossing. There were fires all over, surrounded by tired, happy rabbits leaning on swords and swapping stories. The company rested and shared what provisions they had. They cared for the wounded as best they could and saw to the care of the few who had fallen. All were exhausted. Pickett and Heather sat around one of many fires. Prince Jupiter had called a halt halfway back to Cloud Mountain. Pickett took water and his share of the scant provisions. Heather blinked and rubbed at her eyes. Uncle Wilfred insisted on perfecting the sling he had hastily made for her earlier. But you're as bad off as I am, she said wearily. Not quite, he said, smiling through a painful bruise on his cheek, a swollen eye he could barely see out of, and an awful gash on his neck. I've had worse. Lord Victor Blackstar sat across from the long treaders at the fire, beside Helmer and a smiling, sometimes wincing, Captain Fry. Uncle Wilfred finished his adjustments to the field sling and turned to Lord Blackstar. Where's the prince, Lord Blackstar? he asked. Prince Jupiter is at the central fire, Lord Victor Blackstar said, pointing. He asks for the captains and lords at his signal. 
he has procured Lord Rake's horn. Well, my dears, Uncle Wilfred said to his niece and nephew, I must attend to his majesty. I'll be back. Captain Helmer will care for you, he said, saluting his old comrade-in-arms. The wall between them seemed to have crumbled, Heather noticed happily. My brother, Helmer said to Uncle Wilfred, these two just reversed the most devastating loss imaginable today and turned it into an unthinkable victory. I'm starting to think they can take care of themselves. I suppose so, Uncle Wilfred said, but I'm still their guardian, no matter what unheard-of heroics they have performed. He trotted off, his relieved laughter filling the darkness as he disappeared into the shadow between fires. Before the halt, Heather hadn't stopped running for hours. She had found Captain Fry and Lord Blackstar back at the mouth of the cave and convinced them to gather what strength they could and fly with all haste toward Jupiter's crossing. They had come quickly down the mountain, then met up with Uncle Wilfred and Helmer's combined band of stragglers. They made a significant and what proved to be a winning force. They had taken a direct but little-known path and never stopped. They had seen, on their approach, Pickett's incredible flight and fight his mind-boggling rescue of Prince Jupiter Smalls from two birds of prey and a wolf. Heather slumped onto her brother's shoulder. My arm hurts, sure, but what's worse is being this tired. I can't keep my eyes open, Pickett. He laughed and put his arm around her and held her. I'm proud of you, he said. Hey, that's what I meant to say, she said. She kissed his cheek, remembering, when she did, the soldier she had left in the woods, Joe. She hoped he had made it. There was always a cost in these horrible battles, she knew, but it might have been worse today. It might have been much worse. There was a short horn blast. That's the prince's signal, Lord Blackstar said. Come on, Helmer. Why me? he asked. I'm no lord. Come on, Lord Captain of the King's Army, Lord Blackstar said. No more hiding who you really were. Well, really are. Helmer smirked, rose slowly, and made to move toward the central fire. He stopped in front of Pickett and held out his hand. Pickett grasped it. They looked at each other for a moment. Helmer let go and walked outside the firelight. But he paused, turned, and said, I guess Ladybugs can fly after all. He disappeared into the night. Pickett smiled. I've never heard of such a thing as what you did in all my life, Captain Fry said, and I've seen wars, long treaders, terrible wars. I saw King Jupiter cut down Garlecks. I saw Perkin One-Eye surprise the eagles of Del Beck, but I've never seen or heard of anything like what I saw you do today. If I hadn't seen it, I would never have believed it. It was a wonder, Heather said.